Hi, I'm Lippy. And I'm Grumpy. Together we're Lippy and Grumpy Do Podcasting. In this episode, a touch of deja vu, plastic eating bacteria, rogue vacuum cleaners and weird Olympic sports. Now, Lippy. Hello. Indeed. This is going to be a bit deja vu-ish, I suspect, as this is pretty yes. much the episode we attend. Well, we did record, but I made a bit mm. of a boo-boo. So it should flow really well with virtually no editing. So a long, long time ago, we talked about a thing called Nod Crafty, which was a word by we Susie did. Dent. And it's when you nod in a meeting. And you have no idea what's actually going on. And you raised a very good point about what happens if somebody asks you a question after that. Well, I do have an answer. Mm -hmm. It's in a book called A Hundred Tricks to Appear Smart in Meetings, which has been a bit of a Bible for me over the the last few years. And one of those on there, which is always a winner, is to ask, will it scale? So that's particularly good for computer software because that's always an important thing. But I, all sorts of other things that applies to. So that's always a good one. Mm. So if you're looking for good excuses in meetings, that's the book to buy. And I'll endeavour to leave a link somewhere. Yes, well, I have a meeting tomorrow, so I might try <laughs> and just say it and see what everyone scale, says. Yes. They'll probably look a bit daft, but I mean, it would apply to you as well. If you can create a meal, can you create it for 100 people at the same time? So yeah, it works exactly. for you too. And back in December, we had our advent calendar audio advent calendar we did and one of them and i've forgotten what the fun fact was but it was about mistletoe and i think it was the meaning of the word mistletoe anyway i had a message from davros saying i've just won the office quiz because of that and i think we inquired about how much he'd won or what he'd won and it turns out it was nothing he didn't win a thing no it's a bit of a shame can't have it all i suppose He's got the knowledge now, though. Well, you would have th- you'd hope so, but then we recorded that and I've forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> so, maybe not. Very good maybe point. Maybe not. And I had a nice message from Orange Marshall, too, saying he was pleased we were back on Friday mornings, which makes his day. Yes, so which was short and sweet, but we're now back officially. It was a bit short and sweet, wasn't it? But it was great being in the same room, although it was a bit odd. But it was. A lot of energy, which was really good. So yes. Uh, yes, we must do more of that wherever possible. Yeah. So a while back, you sent me a TikTok link, which I still don't quite understand, I have to say, for a gentleman called Stephen Bartlett, who is the new dragon in Dragon's Den. Yes, and he is. Some weeks have gone past since you sent that so i know a bit more about him than when we first recorded this and i can't even remember what he was saying oh it was about podcasting wasn't it it was about podcasting yes about how um just writing things down saying things just made his life a whole lot better really was the short and sweet of it and about doing it if you do it for yourself it makes it a lot more interesting for people to listen to than if you're doing it gain yes to make fame, money i guess basically, yeah. and make it a famous yeah. podcast and whatever so that's where we're yes. headed i think that's always lippy and grumpy <laughs> yeah, quite. i think it's always the case though if you if you don't focus on the money sometimes you have to mm. if you try not to then you make it because of your producing a quality product in theory yes, anyway definitely. i don't think it always works but it's a nice nice idea oh, i was going to say not that we um Always endorse listening to other podcasts, but his is a very good one with a lot of famous people on it. 
talking about very interesting things if you are interested in a different podcast. Uh, I've not listened to his podcast. I have been seeing some of his things come up in the socials, which are quite interesting. Yes, he interviews a lot of famous Mm. people on a lot of subjects that are a bit taboo normally to talk about. One of the really popular interviews was Jimmy Carr's. Oh, right. And Jimmy Carr talking about luck and how people perceive luck differently and grab hold of luck differently and opportunities and and how much luck he feels like he had in his life Mm. to be able to get to where he was. Oh, interesting. I might look out for that. That That's good. Talking of podcasts, I see that Spotify have got into a bit of a argument with a few uh, musicians over, is it Josh Rogan? Josh Rogan, His podcast. And talking about the thing that we don't talk about that's been all over the world yes. for a couple of years. So uh, make a mental note never to talk about that. No, yes. Well, I think a few of the comments have been Spotify are never going to get rid of Josh Rogan because of how much money they make him. Yes. Yeah. I suspect that probably is the case. Mm. Or he makes them, sorry. Yes, that they way make him. He Yes, makes very him. good. He makes them, yes. Yes. But going back to Stephen Bartlett, I was interested to see one of his little video clips on the short rather than little on the socials he was talking about comparing when he was flat broke and finding 12 pounds down the back of the seats in the local chicken shop which was enough to buy him food for that day as opposed to when he floated Mm. his company and made many many millions of pounds he was talking about being satisfied and he was satisfied at finding 12 pounds but not quite at all the money he made from floating his company so it's interesting yeah there was he had you won't know who she is but had molly may on her on his podcast and she was saying she did love island she's now very rich she's the creative director of a clothing brand earns a lot of money but she's never satisfied it's always okay now what's next now what's next and i feel like sometimes when you get to being super rich it reaches a point where it just doesn't make a difference so you don't feel the same excitement or same enthusiasm towards it no no i can understand that but surely at some point you go enough is enough i can just enjoy this enjoy the money enjoy doing other stuff rather than making money isn't it i know i would if i had that much money well you look at i think it's jeff bezos's wife i saw this week she walks away for the marriage with quite a lot of money, and I think she spent a great deal of it with charitable work. So, mm. good for her. Very good for her. Yes. So, other things that have arisen was plastic eating bacteria. And since we first looked at this, yes. I have found some other articles as well where they're looking at how to get rid of plastic without breaking down over, well, centuries, I suppose. And somebody has discovered uh, this bacteria that they can put into on top of plastic, and it will very, very slowly, albeit slowly, start to eat it. I don't know what happens to it, though, after it's been eaten. No. The the article doesn't go into that. What happens to the bacteria? Well, presumably the bacteria poops it out, but is it pooping out plastic, or is it converting it back into dinosaurs or whatever the plastics come from? (laughs) On the basis that oils come from dinosaurs. Does it poop yeah. out tiny dinosaurs? <laughs> don't know. Or does it then, do the particle, does the bacteria then get bigger and turn into a plastic monster? Who knows? Maybe it becomes part of a Kinder Egg toy. Oh. Mm, no. So, so we'll, look, we'll keep an eye on that uh, subject because it is very interesting how science can provide mm. 
a fix for an effective way to get rid of plastic yes because there's the clearly too much wastage so or maybe go back to recyclable mm. glass bottles who knows and as part of my treatment for prostate cancer i've discovered that a plant-based diet is the best way forward which mm. is, is probably not too much of a surprise but what has been a surprise is the amount of wind that it generates so really quite quite shocking to be honest <laughs> Um, but I, I was sure it's a good thing. Came across a book. I was recommended it by a couple of um, groups. Fortunately, titled "How Not to Die," which is huh. yeah, an interesting book to leave on the coffee the, table. Yeah, I did spot it a few times in the week, and and it took me a while to realise what it yeah. was because I knew obviously <laughs> had heard about the book, but I was like, what? Why is that reading a book about not dying? <laughs> yes, indeed, and it takes lots of different diseases. But there is a common thread through them, which is eat plants, not meat and dairy. Mm. Particularly for me, green vegetables, so Brussels and cabbage, which I don't get on with very well. But kale, we had this, all the things that make you gassy. Well, it just makes me uncomfortable to be honest. So, sort of not cabbage, but kale is okay. Broccoli's kale. good. So all those green things. So we're about three or four weeks in now, I think, and I'm not missing meat. I. Missing cheese, I have to say. Cheese would be the hardest. And I'm slightly dubious. We've got some vegan cheese, which is okay if you don't think of it as a like for like. But it is Mm. quite heavily processed, which I think is doesn't make it any better in some respects than than the milk version. But there is something about dairy products and meat that affect the cancer killing enzymes in blood. That's that's the theory. Anyway, so I shall try it for a year, see what's to happen. I'm still eating fish, though, because yes. I think that's okay. And then go back to cheese. Well, who knows? Who knows? But it's... Have you had tofu? Lots of tofu? I haven't had tofu for a very, very long time. And again, I like worry about how processed it is. I, I really enjoy a bit of tofu. Mm. I've had it in things as sort of a bulker in vegetarian sausages yeah. or something like that but not and i believe it sort of it takes flavors a little bit like mushrooms will take flavor from somewhere else yes. so it's mm. a good i make a very good tofu laska tofu laska like a baked laska yeah no it's like a, it's a curry but it's like a it's more like it's not a soup but it's like a thick sauce with noodles okay. mushrooms peppers oh, that nice. and then you fry the tofu yeah. off and then you have that on top, so it's crunchy bits of tofu. Okay. Oh, well, I'm happy to give that I'll go. make it for you sometime. Yes. It's delicious. That sounds good. And vegan, because it's coconut milk, Yes. Yeah. green, to thicken it up. Yeah, so I've been using oaty milk, which I think when we had DJ Finn on almost a year ago now, mm. or just over a year ago. God, yeah. yeah. He was talking about oatly milk being their favourite, and yes. yeah, that's fine. Apart, it doesn't turn the tea quite as white as dairy milk, but apart from that, don't notice the difference mm. now. Do you no. not? Because I can. In tea, I don't like oat milk, but in coffee, I love an oat milk. I think it's like giving up sugar in tea and coffee. It tastes horrible for a while, and then eventually you just, and then just don't notice yeah. it. I suspect yeah. the same thing has happened. Now, talking about eating, we had reports in Private Eye and subsequently in other publications and websites too of a gentleman called Mr. Kang in China. And uh, he's been banned from the Handidi All-You-Could-Eat Seafood Barbecue Buffet in <laughs> Shanghai City. And I hadn't realised this, but there seems to be a trend of 
of influencers, which is a word I'm not very keen on at the mm. best of times, who would go to all-you-can-eat <laughs> restaurants and then live stream mm. them eating a vast amount of food, which is just... Ooh, the, who wants to watch Well, that? who wants to watch it? But what a you know, grotesque thing to do, quite frankly. But Well, yeah, I guess it's like that man versus food challenges. I find those so interesting, I, actually. I, I just find them a bit... I think about it. Just a bit not right but anyway so he's been bad because every time he comes in here this is the owner speaking i lose several hundred yarn which is about 25 30 quid uh, we're talking one and a half kilograms of pork trotters four kilograms of prawns and when he drinks soy milk he can drink 20 or 30 bottles so we don't know how big a bottle is oh my god could be like one of those little yakult oh yeah rather than, like the yogurty yeah, ones yeah pressing. so when he eats pork trotters he consumes a whole tray of them and where most people use tongs to pick up prawns he just takes the entire tray away and eats them all he is banned and what's more i am banning all live streamers from my restaurant good for you is what i would say yeah do you not want to live stream when we go to the all you can eat in france well there is that i'm not doing that yeah. <laughs> definitely not doing that no that is a very good all you can eat restaurant and very popular as well one of the best yeah and Mr. Kang says, I do not waste any of the food. Every scrap is eaten. They should not advertise them. And that's the whole point of an all-you-can-eat, isn't it? Well, yeah, but I think early on people were just taking too much and then not eating it, which is, is very wrong. Yeah. So, you know, you can eat it. So if you've got an all-you-can-eat restaurant, then you're going to get people like this. Interestingly, the yeah. Chinese government has recently been cracking down on food influencers who live stream themselves eating large quantities of food in restaurants. And the president's calling on... Is that because it's unhealthy? Well, well, the president's calling on people to fight against food waste amid concerns over food shortages. So it's, it's trying to stop so, gluttony, yeah. basically, I guess. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So that was in Private Eye in the Funny Old World column, which is one of my favourites, compiled by a chap called Victor Lewis Smith, who's been writing in private eyes as long as I can remember. So that's well over 40 years. Now, another thing that's moved on a bit since we first talked about this three weeks ago is The yeah, Apprentice. It has. I'm up to date, though. I made sure Excellent. of it. I thought the fish one last week was actually quite a good task. I'm not sure it was yes. particularly well executed, but uh, it was quite an interesting not task. Not from one of the teams. The team, I've forgotten what they're called. The team that did the soul, the Dover soul, oh. and pike was it pike no it's pollock they pollock they did really well i was very impressed and it was that girl again the blonde girl she's very good and i feel like she knows i think she's probably the only one that's watched it before and she knows how to yeah. play the apprentice well this is what we said two weeks ago isn't it is why don't people mm. watch it and and see what you need to win so the first week yeah. was i think that was the cruises wasn't it so branding a new cruise liner it was, and yeah. And they had to produce that logo and a short socials video and then a TV video. And it seemed a loss. None of it joined up. And you've got a no. day to do this. So you know you're not going to produce something that's people are going to go, wow, unless you're really, really good. Mm. But producing something that's joined up is got to be the key to winning that task. Yeah. So Exactly. It's not necessarily about the actual artistic value to it yeah. or like the actual sellability of it. It's the business side of things. So the the logos on everything, the names on yeah, everything. Absolutely. The video makes sense that it's a cruise and not in someone's back garden. Yeah, yeah quite. 
Absolutely. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see how that proceeds. I, I noticed in the last one there was a few instances where people were saying, I don't agree with what you're doing and I want to make sure you, you appreciate what I've said, but I will back you all the way. I guess preempting yes. a ballroom scene where they, they said, well, I suggested this and you chose not to do it, so I shouldn't be sacked mm. type thing. I think there's going to be a lot more PMs being fired. Very, who knows? Who knows? And it gets to a point in there, I think, where people go because of their business plans. Yes. Where that... And that is the best part of the whole show. Is yes. The... Yeah. Yes, I know. The... It's the stupidity yeah. of the business plans and the whole like, did you not think this was actually going to be read? Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Yes, again. What makes you think people don't watch it? That we wouldn't calculate the numbers to make sure your numbers made sense. Yeah. Indeed. Yes, I think we're some weeks away from that. It's always quite a mm. quite a tense episode, I think. Yes, yeah, definitely. Interesting, I was listening to another podcast yesterday and they were talking about Alan Sugar in particular and they were being a bit rude about his one-liners. I literally said to Chris, I was like, do you think he picks a task and then he spends the rest of the week looking up puns? I don't think he does, but I think somebody does, writes them on a cue card, and he just dispenses them at some point, and not particularly <laughs> well, it has to be said. It's, uh, it's it, There's no build-up, he just says it. Yes, exactly. just comes out with it. Exactly. Exactly, it just comes out, doesn't it? And everybody groans. Yeah. It's very, very odd. And that hasn't... And it's like you have to laugh, otherwise you could get fired. <laughs> well, that's it. You've got this dreadful joke and then people very politely laughing, including mm. the, the guy who's replaced Claude temporarily, yes. who was the first winner, who's clearly still slightly uncomfortable in his presence. Yeah. Despite having... Because you can see Karen eye-rolling, yeah, well, can't you? What, She's like, oh, God. What she does, does, does best, really. Interesting. I can't remember what this week's task is, but... Yes, very excited. Something that came up a week or so ago was about robot vacuum cleaners, of which you are proud owners of one. We are. He is currently switched off just whilst the bathroom is being done because there's just stuff everywhere in our house and we've covered all the doors and everything, so he can't move around. So we've switched him off for now. Poor thing. But um, we do have one, yes. So couple of things has been in the press so the first one was one had actually escaped from a travel lodge so had gone to the the doors of the automatic opening doors <laughs> made a run yeah just done a runner just carried on into the car park and had to be uh, rescued <laughs> and another one where the homeowner had left a pot of paint on the edge of the kitchen it ran into the paint, knocked it over, and then continued to vacuum, spreading the black paint all over in a oh, quite no. a nice sort of zigzaggy pattern across the kitchen. So they came home to find utter carnage. Oh my God. Thank God we've turned it off then, because I feel like that would have happened to us. Well, I, I would have thought, though, that it would detect that there was something in the way and go around it. Yeah, so ours has these little things that go... Yeah. And for those of you that can't see, they go back and forth in front of it as it spins. But if it knocks it over with one of those, then well, I suppose game so, over, I really. It's knocked over. I thought that was strong enough to knock knock a pot of paint over. Yeah, it was a big pot. It wasn't a little taster pot. Yeah. I mean, these are supposed to be, you know, if a cat sat there and decided not to move, you don't want it to be lacerated, yeah. <laughs> which by the sound of it, it would be. 
But I think yeah. the problem is is that they named the vacuum cleaner Bop Bop. Uh, Bop Bop Bop, which is a crazy name, and I think it's some sort of naming karma here. Ours is called, well, I didn't name ours, but ours is called Little D. Yeah. Because it's a D something. Yeah, you see, naming it's so. not good. Not good. Well, he did turn on the other day on his own. We just heard him talk to himself and then, well, it's a she. The, the machine is a she, but the, the little robots are he. And she went, starting up. And then he just went, out of his little house. And then went back into his little house. <laughs> went, charging. How weird. You wouldn't want that happening at really three weird. o'clock in the morning, would you? Yeah, starting yeah, up. <laughs> that would be quite, quite worrying, really. Had me wondering, though, because yours has a map, doesn't it? It does. Well, where does that map stay? Is that uploaded somewhere? It's not a map. Well, it is a map, obviously, but it's just the route it takes. It's not the full house. Yeah. So it's not like a floor plan of our house. Like, it le- we leave out a few of the rooms. It doesn't go upstairs. No. Just I wonder whether there was something that could be hacked there. The problem is I've been watching too many episodes Probably. of The Hustle over the last couple of weeks. Uh. And... Uh, You've got your criminal mind well, on. criminal mind, but also hacking into things just seems to be simple. People, somebody sits down and they go, oh, yeah. man, I can't Push possibly into. be that easy. It hadn't worked for two weeks on Monday and it took me 20 minutes to remember my password. So I don't know how somebody else could sit down and just <laughs> logged on straight away. So, yes, it was sort of mindful of that, whether they, you could have some robot vacuum cleaner going around a jewellery shop or something like that and then... Just sucking up all the bits. Well, of- no, just plotting the, the roots. And if you had a little camera on there as well, it could have a look at the CCTV cameras. And, and then you'd hack into that and then... I think they may notice a little hoover going around yeah, they the might shop, do. They might do. But if they have one, yeah. you could hack into it. But I think I think this is yeah. probably all just thinking on my part. Probably, maybe a bit exaggerated. Almost certainly. Anyway, regular listeners will know that House of Games is one of our favourite quiz programmes in grumpy towers and three weeks ago now there was a question about they had three sports i think it was or four sports and which one was in the olympics and one of the options was motorboating which sat on the sofa we instantly dismissed as being a, a nonsense thing and there's no way yes could have been on i would have as well however it turns out that was the answer <laughs> so the early 1900s seemed to be some sort of bonanza for weird things with the Olympics. So 1908 in London, they had motorboating and the boats attempted to complete a 40-mile, five-lap course around Southampton Water. And Very few of the spectators could actually see what was going on and high winds forced the cancellation of six of the nine races. So the whole endeavor just collapsed completely i think the driver was that we could win it so they added the sport somehow and i I don't know (laughs) is that people talk about the modern olympics so i suspect probably the pre-modern olympics then the host country could just Mm. add whatever they fancied yeah i have no evidence to back that sport they felt yeah exactly they wanted because eight years earlier in paris they had underwater swimming and I also believe they had live pigeon shooting and cricket as Olympic sports. Oh my um, god! That was the that's a lot. Yeah, that was the only year they had them. Under is that like what you do as a kid when you're on holiday and you see how far you can go without breathing? Pretty much. Is that what underwater swimming? Pretty is? much. So the underwater swimming competition was a 60 meter course in the River Seine 
with competitors competitors awarded points for both distance swum and time spent underwater. So it was exactly that. How far and how long could you stay <laughs> underwater for? Which is I would have been rubbish. It's just crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I would have been rubbish as well. I can't hold my breath at the time really. And then the last weird one, although not that weird, is tug of war, mm. which was in well it was between 1900 and 1920 where i used to live used to be a world champion of tug of war in sandhurst oh really yeah they had a world they were world champion tug of war team good heavens yeah so i don't think we'll ever see that period of time where we have really weird sports added to the olympics it's it's too commercial i would quite like that though yes just to be like and now for this cheese rolling down a very steep hill yeah. The welly throw. We're good at that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. What's the other one? Tree, the log, big tree log thing. Oh, what, cutting Logging up that. logs. Yeah, that would be good, wouldn't it? Two blokes and a big saw, yeah. two ladies and a big saw. Yeah, that would be great fun. So one of the areas of motorsports that I love the most and have done for decades is rallying. And it's, yes. it's a little bit like Formula One. It's become a little bit too... In favour of the manufacturers. It's not spectators' races, it's technology Mm. races, Dave Richards would say. But I was interested to see this year, 2022, quite a lot of changes being made to the regulations. So we've got hybrid cars. So they've got 1.6 turbo engine, not massive, and then a 100 kilowatt electric motor with battery to support it for a range of about 20 kilometres. And it's got all sorts of clever regenerative braking so you can top the battery up as well as you go and so parts of the route that aren't competitive so between the stages and in the service parks have to be done under electricity you can't use the petrol Mm. which is quite clever the cars are running on 100% sustainable fuel which is something we've covered yeah we've covered in this a while back and it's topic on keeping an eye a lot more eco-friendly yes absolutely so much much better but what i found really interesting is obviously the high voltage in the cars could cause a lot of trouble in an accident Mm. and rally cars tend to go off the road a lot more often than formula one cars because there's bigger drops and bigger gaps as well and it's not unusual for spectators to help them push the car back onto the track yeah and i have i've seen yeah i have seen people where a car has rolled down the bank where the spectators have rolled the car back up again onto its roof onto the wheels onto the roof back up but obviously high voltage could be quite nasty so they've put this system in where there's a green light on each side of the car or a light on each side of the car and if it's green it means you can touch it it's absolutely safe presumably if it's red oh, you can't or any other color which yeah. i thought they've really thought that through really yeah definitely really quite quite clever and i'm slightly disappointed to see that there's no world rally championship round in the uk again uh, we haven't had one since 2019 and they were planning to use the northern ireland road so it'd be a tarmac event and for anybody that's seen it it is a fast it's brilliant spectator sport in northern ireland but mm-hmm. it all fell through due to a lack of funding which is a real shame because there's oh, that's a shame. no two ways about it that amount of activity in that area brings in a lot of money to the local area so that is quite yeah, a shame. so would. hopefully next year we'll have it back but we've not had it for so long like it used to be in sort of up to the end of the 90s where it would be half of the uk would take i've seen them where they go from bath wow. all the way up to scotland and then back through wales and it's a five-day event with oh, wow. yeah, a massive amount of driving and probably mm. hideously unsafe 
to be honest. Oh, yeah, probably. Think of the road closures. Well, yes. Well, different times. There weren't so many cars on the road. But mm. I do remember there was somebody on one of the B Facebook groups talking about an event he did where the driver got to day four and he said, I am so tired, I'm hallucinating. So the co-driver oh, then drove the next leg with the mm. MacBook strapped to his leg so he could see where to go up to the next. Oh, my yeah, God. No, absolutely astonishing. So the real heroics in terms of epic driving and, mm. and co-driving and, you know, service crews travelling just miles and miles and miles. Yeah. I mean, we used to spectate on it and you do a couple of thousand miles over that week just following them, which is incredible. Not so for many years, but uh, may- maybe we'll see a bit of it back over the next few years. Yeah, because cool. we've got some British names now up there. So let's, let's hope for uh, some good results. Well, needless to say, with the weather and other goings on, I've been nowhere near the allotment. So I have no. to think <laughs> how big the weeds are. So uh, maybe yes. maybe this weekend, if it's not pouring with rain. We've had a lot of rain as well, which doesn't help. And a lot of wind. Well, I've had a lot of wind personally, but there has been a lot of wind outside as well. There's so, been a lot of external yes, wind. a lot of external wind. You've been having major building works with your bathroom. We have, yes. Very exciting, to be honest. I went away and it was a bedroom and I've come back and it's kind of a bathroom. <laughs> so I stayed with you last week, obviously. Well, you had to set a house and um, home for four days. I did. That was lovely, to be honest. Like normally I cook all my meals, came mm. in, mum cooked, sat down, got served. It was great. Loved it. I don't know why I ever left. <laughs> <laughs> we made you do the washing up. But anyway. Oh, yeah. Only, only sometimes, though, not very frequently. <laughs> No. I have to do it every day now. Yes, that's very true. So when's the yeah. ETA for completion? Well, it was meant to take three weeks. Uh-huh. We are now two days behind schedule yeah. because the Tyler got caught up at another yeah. job. He was meant to start Monday. He's now starting tomorrow. Yeah. Unfortunately, this does happen. Yeah. So they had our plumber who's doing like the project management side of it had accounted for a couple of days leeway in the three weeks so that is good and they are starting at half seven tomorrow to try and gain back some of that time which is helpful um well it is and isn't because now i have to be up and ready to go to work at half seven (laughs) yes that's very true yes but our bath is in good our shower floor is in we just need it to be tiled brilliant and then finished yeah. off. Yeah, I mean, for the photos I've seen, yeah. it's a really good space. And I, when we were looking at houses, the size of the bathroom was very important because we wanted one where, you know, it wasn't you weren't cramped if you were trying to bath children. Which, children, yeah. yeah. So as a family bathroom, having a big size is a real plus. And a separate shower and bath is just brilliant. Really Perfect. Good. We're so yeah. excited. So once that's done, then we just need to sort out the downstairs bathroom. Yeah. But the wedding first. Yes. Well, you know, you've got a decent bathroom. We don't need to worry about the one. What's down, exactly. downstairs just yet? Rip it out, leave it as yeah. an empty room. Yeah, storeroom. Put rogue vacuum cleaner robots in there. Yeah, lock them in when I'm at home <laughs> alone. <laughs> exactly. Good. So do you have a top tip for us? I do have a top tip. A top tip with experience from sunday okay so on sunday i threw my friend a baby her baby shower which was super lovely everyone had a really nice time it looked really nice the decorations looked really good however my top tip would be to never ever 
do a balloon arch yourself. Just pay someone to do it for you. It is not fun. It takes ages. And then when you've finally done it and you go to pin it to the wall, all of the balloons pop out everywhere. Yeah, that does, like, one of those things that's very easy, actually, isn't it? Yeah. And it is, in theory. It was really easy up to the point where I had to put it on the wall. And then I realised I hadn't left enough gaps to then stick it to the wall. Yes. And then I got to a point where I was like, I might just take all these balloons out and individually stick them to the wall. But that would have taken way too long. So, yeah. Just pay someone to do it. Yes, best thing to do. It's a bit more expensive, but it's definitely worth it. It took us an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Good tip, that one. Unusually. Good tip. Are you got any photos of the balloon arch? No, I didn't take any pictures the whole day. Oh, that's a shame. I was so busy rushing around trying to do stuff, I didn't take any pictures. Now, my fun fact is about a phrase that's often used called Big Bertha. And it's often used to describe, unfortunately, someone, but some or something that is very large indeed. And the name came from a giant howitzer, which was a gun used in the First World War developed by Germany and it comes from the name of the owner of the Krupp company who made it called Bertha Krupp so Big Bertha was the name of the gun they used do we think she liked that do we think what she liked it did she like it oh that's a good question yeah who knows but the thing is I would be kind of offended well no you'd be offended if somebody called you Big Bertha now because of the link to the gun yeah. but at the time oh, because of the connotation maybe she yeah. produced a smaller gun they called little Bertha, it was an honor and a bigger gun called big bertha the fact it was named after the owner was the only yeah. only connection there but the the phrase has been munged as we go down the years yeah it has a bit that's it for this podcast thank you so much for listening you can help spread Lippy and Grumpy's view on life by leaving a review on your favourite podcast platform. If you're not sure how to leave a review, or if you download from Spotify, there's some help at lippyandgrumpy.uk slash review. And if you would like to get in touch, email podcast at lippyandgrumpy.uk. So it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from him. Goodbye. goodbye.